that your strategy needs to be different from someone else's is that it's going to play to your strengths. You know, you're obviously not going to build a marketing plan that requires you to do things that you're not good at. Um, so... Hey gang, welcome back to the show. I hope you've all had a really good week. Um, things are getting crazy around here uh, at Orbit Marketing. We're enjoying, I don't know if enjoying is the right word, what kind we are enjoying it. We're experiencing this really nice little period of growth, which means that everything's running at like 110% and we're just before that point where you're ready to hire somebody else and and add to the team again. We're just we're just before that point. So everybody's got really full plates. Everybody's got heaps on. There's a bit of a buzz and it's a really good feeling. Um, so hopefully you guys are experiencing that in your businesses too, but we certainly are here at the moment. And like I said, it's a, it's a really nice feeling. So today is, today we're looking at or starting to look at how to, how to tailor your own customized marketing strategy. So what we're talking about is a plan or a strategy that is specific to your business, right? So it's not one that's similar to what other people do. Um, It's not one that's kind of a blueprint, you know, but you put your own kind of copy into it. It's a genuinely customized and tailored marketing strategy for your business. And that's the key, um, I reckon, to a really successful campaign is to have a plan that's been custom built for you, whether you build it yourself or you get someone else to do it, it's got to be custom built for your business. So over the next few weeks, we're going to take you through the exact process of how to do that step-by-step. We're not going to hold anything back. This is not one of those, um, oh, hey, we'll tell you a little bit, but then you'll have to come to us for the rest. We're going to go through all of it step-by-step over the next few weeks so that you guys know exactly how to put your custom marketing strategy together. And we're going to start today by talking about um, how to set your goals. But before we before we dive into that, I think it's really worthwhile talking about why you need a custom marketing strategy when there are so many digital marketing gurus out there selling you this one-size-fits-all, this template, this, hey, grab my swipe file and just, you know, change the name on the top of it and roll it out for your business and and you'll be super successful. So with with all of these, you know, people out there selling this and showing you the incredible results that they got using this strategy, why then do you need to go through all of that work to customize one for yourself when you can just grab one of these? And the reality is that that works in such a small percentage of cases, right? Taking someone else's strategy that was most probably custom built for them um, or they tripped over it, you know, why then, if that's been so successful for that person, would you then need to go and reinvent the wheel? And it's not, it's actually not reinventing the wheel, right? The process of building a marketing strategy is the same for every business, right? The the process is the same. The actual strategy is very, very different. And the reason it's different is because your business is different. There are so many moving parts 
to a marketing plan or a marketing strategy, the odds of each part of yours needing to be the same as each part of someone else's are so small. Like the, the odds are minute. And so so let's take a look at, at what some of those differences are. You know, firstly, firstly there's your your own goals and your own sort of set of values. Like what is it that's important to you and what do you want to achieve out of your business? That's going to be different from what somebody else wants out of their business. And therefore the roadmap in order to get there is going to be different. Nobody's got the same strengths and weaknesses um, as you as you have. Uh, and yes, we've we've all got those little weaknesses or those little insecurities, and that's okay. That's what makes us who we are. But that's another reason that your strategy needs to be different from someone else's is that it's going to play to your strengths. You know, you're obviously not going to build a marketing plan that requires you to do things that you're not good at. Um, so, you know, an example might be if you're like me and you love the sound of your own voice and you love talking, then a podcast could be part of your marketing strategy. You could be using that like we do at the top of our sales funnel to create visibility, to build your authority in the space. So people start looking at you as a bit of an expert in your field. Great. But what if you're not comfortable behind the microphone? What if that's not something that you really want to do? You can't force it. If you do force it, it comes across as being inauthentic and it just won't work. So the plan or the strategy that I use for my business, for somebody else that runs a marketing agency that hates talking to the microphone, my strategy isn't going to work for them. If you're somebody that's really comfortable in front of a camera and presents really well, then you could use a webinar as part of your sales funnel. And webinar funnels are really popular. And there's a ton of people out there saying, you've got to run a webinar funnel because I did and it was awesome. What if you're not comfortable in front of the camera? What if you don't present well? Then a webinar funnel is absolutely not going to work for you. So your particular set of skills the things that you're good at and the things that you're not good at, they'll be different from other people's and that's going to determine the type of funnel that you use as well. So, or the type of strategy that you plan out as well. So you've got to think about that. Nobody's got the team that you've got. Maybe you've got a big team. Maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you and one other person. So you can't have a really big, really complex strategy that requires showing up on all the platforms all the time and blogging all the time and podcasting maybe all the time, if it's just you, because then who's going to run your business? So then your strategy can't really entail a lot of things that somebody with a bigger team would put into their strategy. So that's another reason why it's going to be different. Nobody's got the same customers as you, right? Depending on who you're talking to and their goals, their values, their fears, their frustrations, the offer that you create or the offers that you create need to speak specifically and directly to those goals, those desires, those fears, those frustrations. And if your market is different from someone else's, then your offers and your messaging is going to be different. So there's, you can see there's a ton of different moving parts to the campaign, your customer value journey, right? So the customer value journey being that process that somebody goes through starting with the point where they realize they've got a problem, but 
that's really all they know. That they know there's possibly a solution to their problem out there somewhere, but they don't know what it is, and they definitely don't know that you're the right person to fix it for them. They start there. They move through becoming aware of you, becoming aware of your offer, starting to trust you, being ready to make a purchase from you, being happy with that and going out and telling all their friends and family how great you are. That's the customer value journey. The customer value journey specifically for your clients, the offers that you need to make at each stage, that's going to be different from your competitors or from anybody as well. And so your marketing strategy needs to reflect that. And that's why it's so important to have a customized one. You can see, can't you? There's so many different parts to this and and so many different variables. What are the odds that you can just pick up somebody else's strategy and change the color and it's going to work for you? Very, very small odds that that's going to happen. So having a plan is essential. Having a customized plan is definitely essential. But where do you start, right? It can feel really intimidating because there's so much involved, because there are so many moving parts to it, because there's so much work involved in putting that plan together. And that's why a lot of people don't have one. That's why a lot of people just kind of close their eyes or put their head in the sand and think, I'm just going to run some ads and see what happens. And often what happens is you get a bit of a result, but it's not fantastic. It's enough to keep you ticking over, but it's not enough to really change the game. And so that's what we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks is how do you build that game-changing strategy? Now, let me say at this point, if you don't want to do it yourself, then do reach out to us because it's something that we're particularly good at. So um, if either you just don't want to do it or you feel like it's a little bit overwhelming, then reach out to us and have a chat and see, and see how we can help you do that. You can get in touch with us on any of our socials. Um, just send us a message, jump onto our website, orbitmarketing.com.au and fill in our contact form and we'll get in touch and have a chat. But if you do want to do it yourself, the first step is to set some goals. And we're talking about broad goals. So we're going to talk about goal setting a couple of times through this um through this process because broadly you're going to have goals for the overall campaign and then at each stage of that customer value journey you need to have specific goals there as well and specific offers and we're going to go through all of that with you but broadly you need to set some goals they need to be realistic goals but they need to be a little bit optimistic as well so these are just some tips for setting those goals something that you can achieve but something that's going to stretch you a bit. Now, this is not new. Um, if anybody's done any work on goal setting, then you're going to be really familiar with this. Um, set clear timelines and specific outcomes. So exactly what you want the outcome of that goal or objective to be. And we'll have a look at some examples in a second. And then also you need to have long and short-term objectives. So short-term objectives are the ones that give you the quick wins. They're the ones that can make a difference in your business right now. The long-term objectives are the ones that really start to to help you get the best return on your uh, advertising investment on an ongoing basis, right? And that's where the cream really comes from. If you're running an advertising campaign, the goal of which is to acquire new customers, then the leads that you're able to generate... Uh, or the number of 
the number of people who convert out of the leads that you can generate initially will be really small. And they will be. You need to be aware of that. If you're running an advertising campaign to a cold audience, you might get, depending on what you sell and how much it costs and how good your sales team are, you know, you might generate 100 leads and get two sales. But those 98 other leads or inquiries or whatever you want to call them, they're not rubbish. Don't throw them away. They need to be nurtured and ultimately turned into sales. You won't turn, turn all of them into sales. But if you convert two out of 100 initially and then you convert another three or four down the track, then you've you've sort of more than doubled the return on your ad spend you know, that you would have got had you not nurtured those leads. So you need to have your short-term objectives, which is, you know, how much or what what result can I get right now? And then longer-term objective, you know, how can I amplify that over the long-term by looking after those leads? So set goals that are realistic, but stretch you, have some clear timelines and some very specific outcomes you're looking for, and think about the short-term and the long-term. So some examples might be, uh, a short-term objective might be I want to increase my sales by $10,000 a month in the next 90 days or in the next three months. Now, depending where you're starting from, that might be a very realistic goal. If you're starting from scratch and you're selling you know, a product that sells for 12 bucks, then that, that could be a little bit unrealistic. But if you have an established business, you've already got a sales funnel that's working and you just want to amplify the results of that, then yeah, absolutely. I want to increase my sales by 10K a month over the next 90 days could be could be a realistic goal for you. Uh, another one might be, I want to add 200 people to my email list in the next two months. Now, that's a short-term goal, right? Two months, but that's thinking about your long-term success because adding 200 people to my email list, now what you know is that you're going to be able to nurture those people and eventually convert some of those into sales. So that's looking after the long-term health and well-being of your business. Uh, and another one might be, I want to get five new clients for our premium product or service by the end of the year. So that's a kind of an immediate sort of goal. It's going to show you a cash return or a financial return, pretty short term. But you know, it's also thinking about the longer term of your business because you're talking about your premium product or service now. So this is, you know, assuming that you've got various levels or various price ranges of product or service that you can sell. So you can see some of those goals are, uh, are very specific. $10,000 per month is a specific objective. In the next 90 days, it's quite time bound, right? It's not, I just want to add 10 grand a month with no time limit on it. You want to do it in the next 90 days. 200 people to my email list in the next two months. Again, quite specific, the outcome I want and quite specific about how quickly I want to get there five new clients for our premium product. That's really specific. It's how many clients you want to get and it's specifically what you want to sell them by the end of the year. So that's that's quite specific as well. So you can see that we're taking care of our short-term cash flow and we're taking care of our longer-term success by ensuring that we're building a database. So they're, they're just some examples of some goals. So for you guys, I guess, you know, thinking about your business, thinking about where you're at right now, what are some goals that you could set, realistic ones, ones that you can achieve, but ones that are going to stretch you a little bit? And the other thing is, whilst that might be the goal, what would you still consider if you didn't get there? What would you cons- you still consider to be successful? So let's say, you know, let's take that first one, 
uh, I want $10,000 per month increase in my sales within the next 90 days. What if you didn't get there? What would you be happy with? Would you be happy with 5K a month? Would you be happy with 7.5K a month? So it's really important to have that in your mind as well. So when you get to that 90 days, if you've hit that goal, brilliant. If you haven't, you still need to be able to have a number that you can look at and think, yeah, that was that was successful. I'm happy with that campaign and how it went. And then you would look at what you can learn from it, what went right, what didn't go right, what should we should we be doing more of and what should we be doing less of. And we'll look at that, you know, closer to the end of the strategy planning because taking or takeaways what you've learned from your outcomes and from your results, that's a really important part of that sort of double loop learning process where you go back and you challenge the assumptions that you made at the start based on what your results were and you make some changes and you start over again. So all of that is part of your plan and your strategy. So so that's that's it for the first bit. Um, so for you guys who who are getting excited about this and thinking, I'm going to build myself a strategy for quarter four and to take me through to the next financial year, that's the first step. Take some time, set some goals, write them down. If they're not written down, they're not goals, they're dreams. Um, so take some time to write those goals down. I would love to hear from some of you guys about what those goals are. You can join us on our socials. Um, you can jump on our website and and send me an email. I would love to hear from you on our Instagram, one of those platforms, and let me know what sort of goals you guys are setting. Um, And maybe we'll talk about some of them and maybe we'll look at how we can help you achieve some of them on this podcast. But um, for today, that's it. That's the homework for this week. Next week, we're going to have a look at what's the right type of sales funnel for your business. So remember at the top, we started talking about, well, should you have a podcast or should you have a webinar? Um, you know, maybe you're going to have an ebook and then have something like a challenge or a free one module course as a way of converting people and moving them from prospects into paying customers. The type of sales funnel that you choose comes back to your strengths, your weaknesses, your target market as well, and what um, uh, what their preferences are. So we'll have a look at that. And some of that will be based on things like a client persona. We're not going to go through the client persona exercise. Um, And the reason is we're assuming at this level, when we're looking at strategy at this level, that you've got a client persona. If you don't have one, right, if you haven't done your client persona, which is a really detailed picture of who is your ideal customer, then take some time between now and next week to, to do that as well. Think about you know who it is that you want to work with or who it is that you help. What are their fears and their frustrations and their goals and their desires? Where do they spend their time hanging out in terms of online? Where do they spend their time hanging out? What do they read? How do they consume their information? Um, because that's going to be really important when we choose the type of sales funnel that we use in order to move people through that customer value journey. And that's what we're going to look at next week is different types of sales funnels um, so that you can make a decision about which one is best for your business. So guys, that's um, that's step one. That's the first part of building your custom marketing strategy. Hopefully, hopefully you've realized why it's so important to have one and you're pumped and you're ready to get your set up. And you're going to come along with us on this journey over the next few weeks. Like I said, I'd really love to hear from some of you about what those goals are. Uh, and then we want to get really excited with you as you start achieving them a little bit later on. So 
Um, thanks for joining me on the mashup, and I can't wait to catch up with you guys again next week. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you're ready to really level up your marketing and explode your leads and sales, reach out for a chat with one of our kick-ass marketing professionals. Find us at orbitmarketing.com.au, themarketingmashup.com.au, Instagram at orbit underscore marketing, Facebook at Orbit Marketing Oz, that's Orbit Marketing OZ, also YouTube, LinkedIn, and now on TikTok. Oh, 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 oh,